Welcome to Wake Up Calls. This is Todd Goodwin. My wife Gina and I are board certified hypnotists with years of experience empowering people to enjoy healthier and more fulfilling lives. There's a myth that hypnotists put people to sleep, but the truth is that we wake them up. So many people sleepwalk through life with no clue what causes their emotions and behaviors. They feel like helpless victims of their anxieties, bad habits, and traumas. Fortunately, we've helped thousands of clients to unlearn those issues, often quickly and easily. What if you could know yourself, accept yourself, and value yourself more than ever before? How would that improve every part of your life? It's possible, and it starts now with self-awareness. Our mission is to help you to wake up so you can think better, feel better, and do better. Podcast topics range from health and wellness to relationships to human behavior and psychology. Our conversations are always informative, often controversial, and sometimes entertaining. Get ready. It's time to wake up. Hey, Gina, it's uh, time for another wake-up call. Wake up! Good to see you, Todd. Yeah, it's good to see you, too. You know, with this whole uh, shelter-in-place thing, you know, I see you all the time. (laughs) Good thing we get along, right? (laughs) So today's wake-up call is something that we wholeheartedly believe everybody could benefit on different levels. How can you look at this whole coronavirus situation as a blessing? As we've heard plenty of stories from social media or friends of ours or family members or even some past clients just complaining, nonstop complaining. Sure. And some of these people, their lives aren't even that much different. And it's just they go straight into the negative, whether they're watching the news too much or talking or surrounding themselves with negative people. But, you know, the news only reports all the bad shit going on. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with sorting by distinction, which we covered in another previous episode. But there's so much good news and there's so much good you can get out of this situation that you're not going to get from the news or the TV. And you're going to get it from us. So take it away. Yeah, I mean, basically... The point is people complain about the coronavirus because there is a fear of getting sick, which is overblown, but still important to take precautions. And even more significantly is the economic consequences or the consequences of the government mandated shutdown of businesses and and public spaces. So as a result, the average person has been losing a lot of money because they can't work or they can't work as well. And so people are nervous about their economic situation. And a lot of the complaints people have is, oh, I I lost money or I'm losing money or I can't pay my bills. It's a fact in nature that we need to have challenges in order to grow. If you want to build muscle, you need to go and exercise. Let's just say you go to the gym, you lift weights, and even though it's uncomfortable and you might be sore the next few days, and maybe you don't like it, it actually will result in improved conditioning, improved muscle tone, improved strength. 
if we never challenge ourselves emotionally, mentally, physically, we just get weaker. And I want to add, we aren't here to live a challenge-free life. We're here to live a life that challenges us so that we can activate our potential. But that's a philosophy that, while I completely agree with, and the wise people throughout time who have studied human behavior and the human condition fully agree with that, the average person has a fantasy that they're going to live a life where they can minimize challenges. They can control or think that they can stop something bad from happening or, you know, a lot of these people have control issues. Absolutely. I want to tell a story, okay. a brief story about a past client who had a significant financial loss, much greater than most people listening to this. This is such a good story. Right. And I want to give credit where credit is due to one of our mentors, yes. Dr. John Demartini. Demartini. I did one of his workshops called the Breakthrough Experience back in 2010. I've done it twice since then, learn more each time. But when I did the first one in 2010, it was so mind-blowing the things he was saying. And having worked as a hypnotist at that time for about three years, I already could understand that what he was saying made absolute sense. Mm -hmm. And while I was in that weekend workshop, I know I've told you this, Gina, I was thinking about all the clients that I, that I was currently seeing. And at the time, I was probably seeing 20 to 30 people a week. So I had the coming week, I had a, my calendar was booked and I knew who I was going to see. And I was thinking how each of these principles would really benefit those people. So at the, you know, when Monday came or Tuesday, whenever I saw this woman, uh, here's, here's a, the brief story. And it's really important because what we've learned from Demartini and what he learned from thousands of, of books he's read and, and philosophers and scientists that he studied over the centuries is that one, we need challenge to grow. Mm -hmm. We can't have only challenge. You know, if you work out every single day, you're not going to grow your muscles. You're just going to get sick and tear yourself down. But you need both challenge and support or you need uh, some form of stress and you need relaxation. You need that balance. So here's a story with this client who had a significant financial loss. And she said, uh, my problem is stress. That's, that was what, you know, that was her symptom, not her real problem, but that's what she identified with. Most people identify with the symptoms, not the underlying cause. But she said, I'm just under a lot of stress. She was a realtor at the time. This was 2010. And she said, I'm just, quite honestly, I'm not closing deals. I'm, I'm not getting listings. And this, if you may recall, was during the... Uh, just before the real estate market started to recover. So it had come down significantly after the Great Recession in 08, 09. And so she basically, she said, look, I'm down to, my family is down to their last, you know, $50,000, which, you know, someone listening might say, wow, I'd love to have that. But she previously had had hundreds of thousands. But as a realtor, she was not making any money. And so she said, you know, I don't like my work because I'm not making any money. Uh, I liked it when I was making money. And I said, well, there's a word for that. It's called being a prostitute. <laughs> I mean, if you only like it when you're getting paid. But the truth is, she was having, she was struggling financially. And we talked a little more. And she said, you know, what really bothers me is that a couple of years ago, I was, I made a real estate investment and it turned out to be around the peak of the market. And she ended up, it was, it, it didn't work out. It was a bad investment. She lost half a million dollars. And she said, you know, at the time, that was really unfortunate and inconvenient 
but now when I don't have that much money left, we got, you know, a few months, six months left before we're out of money. Uh, I really could use that money. And so as time went on and as her income dropped and as her, you know, net worth dropped, she felt worse and worse. So basically was spiraling out of control mm -hmm. and Get quicksand. Yeah. So anyway, to, to make a long story shorter, <laughs> I said to her, I said, is it possible that the reason why you're not making money, is it possible that that's because your subconscious mind is so upset at you? If we're going to give the subconscious like a, an identity, it's so upset and traumatized by that financial loss that it's going to actually block you from making money in you order might to lose it again. Exactly. So let's just say, and this is how the subconscious wow. works, right? This is called secondary gain. Mm -hmm. Something yeah. you've written a paper Absolutely. about, so you, you know a lot about it. Secondary, it's fascinating. Yes, yeah, so a secondary gain is whenever we get a benefit from an existing problem. Mm -hmm. And so the benefit I was telling her, I suspect your benefit is that by not making more money, as, as awful as that seems to be and difficult and stressful, the reality is it's less stressful than if you were to make hundreds of thousands of dollars and then think, oh, I'm going to go invest it, and then you blow it, and then you lose it again. Simpler said, if you don't have it, you can't lose it. Right. And if you do have it, what if you make a stupid mistake again? Exactly. And the pain of that is greater. And we've seen this with clients who were uh, overweight, overweight mm -hmm. and had been raped. Uh, raped or molested or something when they were slim and they were younger. It keeps the predator away because they're not going to go after a fat girl. Right. And so even though being <laughs> overweight is really un true. being overweight is really uncomfortable, it's less uncomfortable than being slim and then the pain of being raped again. Mm -hmm. So it, it's really all about resolving trauma. If the trauma is resolved, there is no big deal here. This, this is something people can get over. So anyway, what I did is I, I asked her, I gave her an assignment and I said, here's what I want you to do. I know it sounds a little counterintuitive, but that's why you need to do it. I want you to come up with 50 benefits or ways that you have benefited from losing that $500,000. No, she looked at you like you were nuts. She did, and absolutely. Yeah. And I said, I'm a little nuts, but I know this will work. And I've done this to my clients too, and they think I'm crazy. And I said, this is part of balancing your perspective. Exactly. When you when you only see something as bad, then you either resent it or you feel guilty or ashamed or some other negative association to it, and you can't learn the lesson. You can't gain from it. The reality is every situation has both advantages and disadvantages, benefits and drawbacks. And so... She said, okay, and I said, I want you to do this considering how did it benefit you financially? How did it benefit you socially? How did it benefit you physically? How did it benefit you mentally? How did it benefit your family? How did it benefit you spiritually? And how did it benefit you in your career? Vocational. Yeah. Exactly. So these are what Demartini calls the seven areas of life. I don't have, you know, this was 10 years ago. I don't have her list of benefits that she provided, but she came back a week later and she had a list of 80 or 90 benefits. And she said she was really impressed. Um, I was really impressed because I figured, you know, a lot of people, they I, I tell them 50, so they do 20. What was, do you remember like one or two of the big ones? Oh, yeah, because I've told, this, I've, I've told this story a lot. I'm just going to rattle off what I remember. Um, okay, financially, this is one of the most counterintuitive. How yes. does it help you financially lose half a million dollars? <laughs> Let's hear it, Todd. Okay, one, she said, I learned to budget my money mm -hmm. because when she had a lot she didn't need to 
So she was more careless. She spent more money than she needed to spend. And she was, you know, she buys something that she wanted instead of what she needed. Mm -hmm. So now that money was really tight. She's more careful with it. Much more careful. She learned to budget for the first time ever. And she knew that in the long run, that would allow her to build wealth and to retain more of her money. She benefit. How did her family benefit? Oof. Okay. First of all, because she didn't have as much money, she was not sending her kids to camp during the summer for two months. She was not taking lavish trips with her husband. She was doing staycations in Miami, where we lived at the time. And she was doing things that were inexpensive and sometimes free, as opposed to spending thousands of dollars to go on a uh, on a trip. Luxurious. Right. So yeah. you could you could do things by going to the park. You could go to the beach. She could go to the zoo. She could do a lot of things that were very inexpensive or free. And she because she wasn't sending her kids away for two months every year, she could bond with them more at home. Um, how did her family? How did she benefit? Um, well, she benefited also in her family because they were making meals together instead of going out. You know, she also benefited health-wise, physically from this because she was a little overweight. And now she's eating better. She's eating better because, you know, she, she can't afford to go to restaurants every night like she was doing before. She's not drinking the wine, having a dessert, and God knows what is it, the ingredients in the food. It causes inflammation or exactly. all the hidden sugars and dressings and marinades. and. So she was benefiting physically with her health mm-hmm. by, one cooking meals at home. Her family was benefiting too because she was teaching her young kids how to cook and how to prepare food and they were doing things together. So the family grew stronger by doing activities together, by preparing food together. She ate healthier so she was able to lose weight uh, or she knew she was going to because she was eating healthier. Second, she had an expensive gym membership um, which she often didn't go to, the gym. But because she couldn't afford it, she was now just buying a couple exercise DVDs and doing it at home. So she, she was actually exercising more because she didn't have money. Um, how did she benefit socially? She got a lot of emotional support from her friends. Uh, one of her closest friends was able to lend her a little bit of money uh, as she was going through this. And she realized some of these things, she realized, you know, happened before we ever met. So it's not like all this happened in one week. She just didn't acknowledge the benefits. She already had been receiving them, but she didn't notice them. She benefited spiritually because she grew closer to her church group and her community, so she felt more connected in that area. Um, How did it benefit her? Do you remember like her career, vocational? or? She realized she had been sitting in an, a, an apartment or a house, I forget which, waiting for someone to show up for a showing. She was going to show this property person didn't show up and this had been happening a lot and maybe you know on some metaphysical level she was pushing that away I don't know but it occurred to her that she hated being a realtor and that goes back to my comment about being a prostitute when you only like something when you're paid but you wouldn't do it you know without that then there's a problem there clearly it was not among her highest values to be a realtor she didn't care much about real estate she just liked making money and when the market changed and she wasn't she realized what the hell am I doing here So one of the benefits she came up with among the 80, and I've only mentioned probably half a dozen, is that she realized she didn't want to be a realtor anymore. So she benefited vocationally, career-wise, because she wasn't making money. As long as she was making money, she wouldn't have questioned whether this was right for her. It took the crisis for her to really question the things she was doing in her family, what she was doing with her health. What she wanted in her life. Yeah. 
Um, and so we, we did a few more sessions working with hypnosis and these other things to resolve um, you know, residual belief systems she had. But she said at the end that the most impactful thing we did was this exercise. <laughs> and and I, it's funny because I said Sometimes to her... Sometimes it's all you need. Yeah. And I said to her something that I know Demartini does when he does this, you know, ask these questions. Basically, uh, how did it serve you? That's all I asked her. I mean, there's so much more to that method that we use with our clients. But back at the time, that's the only one I remembered. And that was enough. And I said to her, if I could write you a check for $500,000 right now, but in exchange, you had to give up the closer relationship you have with your husband and your kids, the, uh, you'd have to give up the weight, uh, you have to get the weight back that you lost from exercising and eating healthier. You would not have this closer relationships with your family and friends and community and all those things. And you would not have the financial discipline that you've gained and you'd still have to be a realtor, blah, 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 and another 70 things because I was reading her list. If I gave you 500000 but you had to go back to the way you were before, would you take the money? And she said, no, because I can always make more money. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, it's funny. When we first met, you had a very strong belief that you could not make any money no matter what. Clearly, <laughs> she just said, I can always make more money. Mm -hmm. And then she subsequently ended up quitting being a realtor and worked with a friend of hers who had an art gallery because she loved art. It didn't occur to her to work in a gallery and sell art. And it's also important to, to note, Todd, that especially if these benefits were in her highest values, like if she valued wealth, if she valued her health, if she valued and saving money is part of valuing wealth, then when she sees all the benefits of how this helped her financially, how this helped her physically or her health or even with her family, if that's one of her top values of her life, um, at the time, then she's going to really have a big aha moment and realize how important it was for her to lose that money. Yeah, for sure. She lost half a million dollars, but she gained so much in so many areas of her life that basically she just basically paid to get all those benefits. If she hadn't lost the money, she would not have all those benefits. So what I, what I want you, our listener, to think about and really, and don't just say, oh yeah, yeah, I guess there's some benefits. I want you to actually write down, because this can be transformational, look at all the complaints and beefs that you have about your present life, whether it's coronavirus related or anything else. The things you don't like, the things that have happened in your life that suck, that are bad, the losses, the, all those things. And ask yourself for each one, how did it serve me? And keep Get writing. real and get real and cut the bullshit. Yeah, because... Get real and, and really reflect and sit down with yourself and you must be honest with yourself. No one's going to read these answers but you unless you want to share it with someone. Be honest with yourself and really sit down and think of these benefits of how it's benefited you in all those seven areas of life. The, the key to getting these answers is sitting down, having time to do it, and number one, most importantly, is be real and be honest with yourself and be authentic with yourself. Yeah, and if you and even if you're still not sure, that's why we gave the example of this client. You can be honest with yourself, like Gina said. If you can write down, ask yourself, how did this serve me? How did I benefit? What did I gain? Because mm -hmm. you know what you lost. That's the perception of loss, but we're not going to go there. You know what happened that you judged as bad. The truth is, losing your job or getting laid off or getting the coronavirus or suffering in some way because of this or someone died in your family or whatever it was, 
yes, there's things about that that you didn't like. No question. No argument there. And there are things that you may not have been aware of that have improved because of it. Only once you are crystal clear about these things, you write down dozens, 20, 30, 40, for each one of the things that you supposedly suffered or lost. Write down everything you gained, every benefit you got, every way it served you in every part of your life. And I promise you, if you do this, and you keep going until suddenly something clicks in your mind, you will all of a sudden realize, wow, you know, that wasn't such a bad experience. In other words, it was an experience that you judged as bad, but you ignored the other side of the coin. Because every coin has two sides. Mm -hmm. And you're only looking at one side, you're going to ignore what's always there, which is the other side. When you can do this, you can really develop a sense of gratitude for all the seemingly unfortunate experiences in your life. And there's no more powerful way of dealing with this than in the middle of a crisis. Why wait months or years to look back and say thank you for giving me that experience mm -hmm. when you can do it today? And I promise you, it's a little bit of work, but when you sit down and you do this, it will make a big difference in your life. You'll be mind blown and you'll realize things are on the way, not in the way. And if you do sit down and do this and you can't come up with more than five benefits in every area of your life, I'll tell you right now, you have an agenda. And I'll tell you, you have a secondary gain for being in your problematic state. Right. And usually it's... And I don't bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and usually the secondary gain is either sympathy or attention, which people often get when they've suffered a loss, uh, whether it's financial or family member health. They get sympathy. They get emotional support. They often get addicted to that. And so they're unwilling at an unconscious level to let go of the perceived problem because of the benefits they're getting. It's either they're getting support or they're avoiding responsibility and mm -hmm. hardship. And if you can say, oh, you know, my back the pain. The victims. Yeah, I'm victim a victim. Mentality. You know, I can't take out the Poor trash. Poor me. I feel sorry. Yep. And these people are very good at manipulating you to, to make you feel sorry for them. Yeah, so don't be one of those people. And if you, <laughs> if you have, don't be one of those assholes. Don't be one of those people who manipulate. <laughs> so if you have suffered, rather than you know licking your wounds, this is tough love. But rather than feeling bad about it, ask yourself, what did you gain? How did it serve you? And if you do that enough, I promise you that will shift your perception and that will immediately drop your stress level significantly. Yeah, and your integrity will go up, and you'll also be an example to others. You know, with your different attitude to uh, possibly help them believe that they can change their minds about everything going on. Yep. So just really remember to find the hidden blessing. You know, there's always a pro to every con. There's always an advantage to every disadvantage. There's always, always, always that polarity. It exists. You can't have a negative without a positive. You can't have um, a positive charge only on a magnet. A magnet has a positive and a negative end. Always, even if you slice it into a million slices, each little piece will yeah. have a positive and a negative charge. You have to have that balance. There is always this balance. That's just how nature is. That's just how the world works. Yep. But don't take our word for it. Prove it to yourself. Do this exercise. I promise you it will be worth it and it will be a tool, even though this is only one aspect of the tool, which is much more robust. This is an easy one that you can do and you will take it with you throughout life and Share it with other people because if you see the benefit, you're going to believe it and you're going to share it and you can be a force for positive change in this world. Well, that's all I have today, Gina. <laughs> I think that was lengthy but important. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
do your best to see the upside because it's there. That's right. That was one hell of a wake-up call, wasn't it? Wake up. I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> it's so long. All right, bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with others who might benefit too. Follow our podcast at www.goodwinwakeupcalls.com to be notified as new episodes are released. If you have questions or topics you'd like us to address, email wakeupcalls at goodwinhypnosis.com. And visit goodwinhypnosis.com if you'd like our help to overcome a personal challenge. We'll talk to you soon.